On this episode of the Real Life Caddy Podcast, Wee Neil is back and tells me all about his dream week of caddying. It seems like Big Tony's good vibes last week rubbed off on the wee man. However, they didn't rub off on me. The main topic of this episode is about golf etiquette. Is golf etiquette a good thing or a bad thing? What are the do's and don'ts of golf etiquette for amateur golfers? And what are the pros and cons of these do's and don'ts? We'll discuss them all. As usual, we give out our notable mentions, answer your mailbag questions, and finish off with some podcast location geography jeopardy. Please check out the new Glorified Donkey website, where you'll find all of our video, blog, and podcast content. The new website looks great and is very easy to navigate. Before you do that, though, please enjoy this episode. I got this little problem. I got the hooking the ball. Hooking the ball. Maybe you can help me with my problem. Welcome to episode 53 of the Real Life Carry podcast. This one is called I'm Not a Pro, but I Act Like One, which is pretty good for us, huh? Yeah, we can all do that. Yeah. We've been doing it for years. Yeah. We're, we've been doing it for 52 episodes thus far. So, so far. So uh, far it's working. It's maybe. Gonna, that's going to be do, to do with the meat and gravy of the podcast, which is all about golf etiquette. But we'll move on to that later. We Neil's back uh, in a very cold and noisy gazebo. Yeah. A little chilly out here today, huh? Hey, I, I got to say, I really liked the last podcast. Not that bad. Was, uh, yeah, it was good, man. Big Tony, solid, huh? Big Tony was comfortable in, in more on the than mic. one in more than one way. Big Tony is <laughs> yeah. very solid. Yeah, I I really enjoyed his stories. I mean, I thought the best story though was that one where he sprinkled the magic dust on his players, caddy magic dust. Okay, and they all held hands and went skipping down the fairways singing <laughs> Kumbaya. Um, and then each player had a hole in one on separate holes. I, th- yeah. I thought that was brilliant. Hey, that was a great story. Yeah. He, a lot of positivity. He very, yeah. from Well, for people that know him, you know, we know there was a bit of a facade there, that's for sure. You know, I heard you grimacing through the microphone. Was, well, listen, he, this <laughs> is coming. pessimistic this is, guy. this is coming from a guy who said he was pretending to care. You know, right. Right? so right. listen, he, he, can, he can try and lay it on thick, but Kumbaya. the truth always comes out. Kumbaya. Oh. So what's been happening in your life? Uh, you know what? I'm going to continue on that kind of same theme. Uh, pretty much been rainbows and unicorns for me. Oh. <laughs> Rainbow like Tony. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just like magical time. Last week, maybe probably my best week at Cadian. Uh, now, I started on the bench one day, and I'm supposed to get there at 8 o'clock, right? Or 8.30. Manager calls me, and I got, can you make it by 8? I'll get you right out at 8. I'm like, okay, fine. I'll make it in. Uh, I get there. Now they say, hey, there's a group on number three, 720. They want a four caddy. I'm like, all right. I'm moving up the ladder. Wow. 15 hole loop. I like it. So I race out there. Uh, these folks are super cool. Uh, they're from SoCal. Uh, they got blue flags. They can drive in the, oh. the middle of the fairways. Full Two access. carts. I'm like, oh, this is good so far. One guy's really, he's a really nice guy. Uh, there's a lady in the group. She was a little. You know, a little standoffish at the beginning. Uh-huh. And then I start watching her play a little. I'm like, dang, girl, you know, she's like late 60s, early 70s. So she hits a shot on three. She hits it like 25 feet, and she's not happy with it. I'm like, most ladies are like, hey, wait, you made, the, you made it on the green. <laughs> Woohoo! And she's like, oh, I pushed a little. I'm like, okay, fine. So I start watching her. I'm like, dang, she's a pretty good golfer. She has a nice swing. She's hitting nice shots. And 
by the fifth or sixth hole, I say, what's up with this guy? I says, she's a really good player. Says, How many times did she win her club championship? I go, like, 14 times at Ooh. Bel Air. Wow. Uh, anyway, uh, super nice group. Uh, one guy was making all his putts, right? That's another check mark for us. He, was, he made a 60-foot bomb on the last hole. Big tip. All good, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, done with that one. Next day, I go to the bench and roll in. 7.30, 8 o'clock again. Nice guys. And they say, hey, we're going to play the white tees, and we're going to play uh, uh, two-team scrambles. I'm like, oh, genius. So I'm thinking, oh, immediately, these guys are not good golfers, right? Mm-hmm. They get on the tee. They're, they're hitting it like 260, 270 down the middle. Like, and we're doing a scramble. Genius. Again, go through the day. Nice guys. Pretty funny. Loose. No grind. Like, we're just having fun. We like to play golf for fun. Like, uh, okay. Great to hear. Yes. So refreshing. Well, hallelujah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Rainbows and unicorns. Yeah. And big tip again. I'm like, wow, okay. Uh, so they said we're going 7.30 at the other course if you want to join in. First off, I'm like, heck yeah, yeah, yeah. count me in. Anyway, so that was like three or four days of that. Very good, you know, checking all the boxes, great tips, funny, no grind, early times, great people. What's going on here? I, I was waiting for something bad to happen. Yeah, you thought you got to thank Big Tony for this. Maybe he's <laughs> yeah, thrown out some. Maybe it rubbed off. Yeah. I was thinking, starting to think, wow, rainbows and unicorns yeah. again. I mean, this is nuts, though. This has never happened. And then, of course, uh, on the weekend, we had the uh, Celtics group. Uh, Carl rolled into town, and we had super nice, easy group. There, uh, we had a high-shoulder Tony playing well. He was hitting it good. Uh, we had uh, golf coach Brendan, and we had nice guy Tom, and, uh, of course, Carl, you know, the candy man, handing out some treats here and there. Uh, <laughs> nice, easy-going guys. Good money again. So nice. I, that ran me through Saturday, and I said, Sunday, I'm just going to sit on the couch. Do nothing. Drink vodka sodas. Have a couple of gummies and watch 15 hours of football. There you That's go. That's one week washed out. Wow. Lean heels itinerary. <laughs> there you go. I tell you, I, I didn't get any of that luck. <laughs> Sorry, Gordo. No. I, I just, it happens. It's actually probably no, the best no, it doesn't. Week it doesn't ever happen. I know. <laughs> Basically not this year. That's what I, you know, I was hearing you were a little incredulous when Tony was telling all those good stories. Well, yeah. Back to reality. I actually had a couple of, uh, of really poor ones. I actually gave up on a job. You know, at one point, just one guy in the group just didn't like me. Okay. You know, I just, I don't know, I just, I, it didn't, it just didn't gel. Maybe he's got something against Scott. Well, it was funny, the last couple of holes of, of day two, he said, hey, listen, I'm, I'll uh, read my own. Yeah, it's, I, I, it was supposed to be three, I did two. Okay. And get to 17, he said, oh, this is no reflection on you. I'm going to read this one myself. I went, Okay. Uh, so now he's missing it in the wrong side of the hole and by a, a large margin because he's he, he wasn't hitting any of my marks, but he was so he's missing it by a long way. At least he was missing it in the correct side of the hole. Yep. But the last two holes, he uh, he started reading his own parts and he he was missing them the wrong side of the hole. And I got to the end and I went to play golf on Friday afternoon and I just went, I don't want to do that tomorrow. So okay. I didn't, and that was it. Just very proud of myself That's not tough. to. Well, it's it's been a Protestant from Scotland. Yeah, hard working, always wanting to grind it out, but you know, enough's enough sometimes. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, working very hard on this new podcast. It's on a new uh, website. Okay, good. So it's, it's new. It's, I'll talk about it a little bit later. But I got some. Uh, it was a lot of work involved in that. 
trying to get the visuals, all the, the bits and pieces ironed out with that, and some new hats to talk about. So I've been very I saw busy. A new hat. I like that. Yeah, the that's the, sharp. The Velcro patch hats. So probably so interchangeable. I like that idea. They are. They are. They're outstanding. So I'll uh, I'll be mentioning more about that later. Yeah. How did what? Uh, so anyway, bad week caddying. But how did Austin Villa do? Oh well. Did that cheer you up? For for anyone interested in Premier League football, oh, right? That must have cheered you up, right? Incredible. My team, Aston Villa, who. Being Scottish and being a Villa fan, there's not really ever much to look forward to. Uh, Villa beat Liverpool, the reigning champions, wow. 7-2. Wow. And it probably should have been 8 or 9. That's so, cool. Well, take your 7. Creating records. Myself and producer Mike enjoyed that. So, so it cheered you up, buddy. It, was, it certainly it cheered, cheered me up from the caddying, but I don't. It's, it's quite incredible. I had, the guy I didn't go on with, his, his wife was there as well. She, again, I'd mentioned this to Tony. that. Where was he from? Out of curiosity, hey, honestly, can't remember. Okay, that's that's a bad sign. His you know, usually know everything about your players. Yeah, his wife, his wife, his wife was playing for three years, but she was questioning everything. She, the Ian Baker Finch of caddies. She was listening to him. He's 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 questioning me, and then all of a sudden she's like, "Oh, I guess if it's okay for him, I'll start questioning too." So I was getting questioned at both yeah. sides, but that is one of the down days of caddying. I don't have many, but if, if you don't know his aunt and uncle's name. You're, um, yeah, that's, that's, you're off your game. It's, it's, yeah, so, something's not Actually, going right. Uh, but God. that's uh, that's story time over. We're going to move on to the main uh, focus of the the podcast, which is I'm not a pro, but I act like one. So that's all to do with etiquette in golf. Four! Etiquette, French word, 1730s, 1740s. Code of behavior or conduct in matters of ceremony. Okay, so. What do you think about etiquette? <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot right there already. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about golf, right? Well. <laughs> the ceremonious round. Etiquette can be good and it can be bad. Yeah, please do, please don't, right? There you go. The do's and don'ts of do's. etiquette. Love I that. I like it. I like Excellent. it. Excellent. So what we have here, we get uh, 14 or 15 different points. And the Real Life Carry podcast is, we like to entertain, try to anyway, but it's also about education, correct? I agree. Uh, Love it. So I think if you could follow these do's and don'ts of etiquette i think you're going to improve your game have more fun and be less of a pain to other golfers and caddies so and, <laughs> and caddies especially so more importantly we're going to kick off i'll give you the, the subject line and then we can uh, discuss what you you think nearly all right uh, throw it at me. number one walking in a player's line so you'll always see it what do you think of that not cool i don't like that oh you don't like it i don't like it does it really matter though if like in a golf tournament hey. pro you could be the last out in the open. There's 140 guys have walked over that line, but we start seeing it. Does it really matter in the amateur game? Okay, so here's the other side of that coin. First off in a tournament, beautiful greens, right? Yeah. And then the 280-pound guy has those sp Adidas spider cleats, and it's just like True. digging in right in there. He just walks right across the guy's line. Not cool. Not cool. Not cool. Maybe so, at 2.30 or 3, you get the last tee time in the tournament. And then the greens are a little harder, and the guys hitting the, you know, eh. Okay, so I say not cool. What about anyone under two eighty that we carry for? You'll see it all the time where we have a bounce game. There's no, there's no real tournament on, and they're saying, "Oh, I'm in your lane." Yeah, well, I mean, the new spikeless shoes, okay. Those, spikeless shoes are good. Metal spikes. That's okay. No bueno. Metal spikes or the spider ones are nasty. Yeah, yeah. So if spikeless late in the day, okay, not such a big deal. I agree. Uh huh. But in early morning, sometimes you can really see those indentations. Around the cup and in the guy's line. Okay. 
Depends so, on the situation, let's say. For me there... Try not to, though, as a general rule. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's a do not stand in someone's line. Just be more aware of your surroundings, maybe. Yeah. And if you're a caddy, like we talked about, the dancing bear, don't yeah. do that. <laughs> <laughs> don't start dancing around in everyone's line. Uh, however, let's be honest, though. People are trying to emulate, emulate pros, so it does give them another reason for missing the putt. That's true. Yeah. Hit a spike mark. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Oh, oh. <laughs> tap, tap, tap. Missed that one again. Yeah, you, can, you can fix oh. them well. Yeah, yeah, if there's no caddy there, who are you, you going to blame? What are you going to blame? That's true. Got to blame someone. Yeah. Okay. The next one is fixing pitch marks on the green. Do or don't? Always. And then, and then some, right? If you see it, I do like probably four or five darn near every hole. That is the prime rib, I think, of etiquette. And it's not even etiquette, it's just about decency, to be honest. Yeah. If you make the mess, clean it up. Now, everywhere you go, you'll see these little signs, and it says, repair your pitch mark and someone else's. Okay. So is that a stupid sign, or is that... Uh, it's just a reminder not to be stupid. <laughs> there you go. Well, as, as we know... I, I know there's, like, some loops I have, there's only one group out in front of me, right? Mm-hmm. Now I walk up to the green and I see two or three ball marks. Yeah. I'm like, okay. And I know who the... Yeah. You know who they are. Yeah. The caddies. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, okay, this is not cool. Is it the player's responsibility or the caddy's responsibility? Both. No. For me, it's the, uh, it's the player. Okay. I, I really, I'd both. really believe that. All Unless right. it's the caddy's responsibility after the player messes it up to then teach and educate... Right. The player and how well, to repair a pitch mark properly. People, yes, agree. Some people will <clears throat> ask you, I don't want to do it because I will mess it up. And so please show me how to do it. Mm-hmm. That 280 pound player that you was standing in the lines, he just says he doesn't want to do it, but it's because he doesn't want to bend over. Yeah, He's lazy. He, he won't get out uh, again. Next one, playing through, okay? Oh, what's that? You got to be aware of your pace of play. Okay. If you're slow, allow fast groups through. Players complain about waiting and not necessarily about the length of the round. Yeah, you know, it used to be a thing playing through. I don't know. I I really hate getting playing through as a caddy. That's for sure. I'll 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 stress it to the people. We gotta keep up to avoid that, right? Yeah. I think there's that one guy that caddies in South Carolina, uh, Livingston. He's always yeah. getting played through. <laughs> Is he? <laughs> yeah. I, I, <laughs> he. he gotta, I was like, dang, dude, you got to speed up your speed players up your pl- or stop talking so much. I have never <laughs> I have never been let someone through in America. It's never, it's just a cultural yeah. thing. It's a taboo, too. Yeah. I personally, I think waiting's awful, but I don't care. What, if you want to play in seven hours, yeah. do it, but let me through. Uh, fair enough. So, And there used to be a thing where etiquette was on the par threes, you wave the group behind you up. Mm-hmm. That is long gone. That's long gone. No one does that anymore. That, that used to be actually, I used to remember waving people up and like, okay, and then proceed. All right. That helps a little. Probably, probably helps 15 minutes around, I bet. I sometimes hear, heard in Scotland that a, a, a one-some, a single and a threesome have no standing in a golf course. It's a two and a four. Okay. Yeah. If you're a three, it delegitimizes your position in the golf course. Wow. I'll have to look into that. That's tough. I'll have to, have to ask the old man, but yeah, yeah. imagine that. Yeah. Um, Next one, fag butts. Okay, that would okay, be. Okay, then are you talking what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about cigarette butts. Oh, cigarette butts thrown okay. in the ground. Okay, now this yeah. this actually happened. Uh, producer uh. Mike and myself discussed this a couple of weeks ago because at the Champions Tour, I saw Darren Clark. Okay, mm-hmm. he is probably 280 pounds. 
Okay. He's not red in the face. He's purple, right? Purple helmet. He has right? spider cleats on. Adidas. Well, <laughs> he, he would have. He had long grey hair, and he had it in a man bun, but it was tied back like wow. a like a sumo wrestler. Wow. Right. Uh. And he smokes at least forty and around the golf. It go. just it's lights it done. He was he, he lit one up on the third fairway, and when he got to the green, he put it out and threw it in the ground. Wow. So I started looking around. Yeah. The course, and yeah. I'm starting to see loads and loads of fag butts yeah. all over around the, the sides of the greens. Yeah. Or, do do or, or not? Horrendous. It's not even etiquette, it's is it? Gross. Disgusting. It's terrible. Never acceptable. We I have get... some names: Fulton Allen, Frank Licklighter, yeah, Spencer Levine. I once saw him do it years ago oh, as he well. He was a he was a chain smoker. He did, it was just nerves for him though. I remember he was in the hunt at uh, down at TPC in the Phoenix Phoenix event. Oh yeah, Scottsdale, and he was chain smoking at the end, and yeah. it just got him. He couldn't, he couldn't hang on without that. Wasn't he leading by six with nine no, to play? No, it was close. It was he was right in there, and he was lighting them up and I smoking them. And it's like, ah, uh, you knew the good guys don't do that. I think you need to look into that, Neely, because I'll tell you, Kyle Stanley won that event. Yeah, having thrown away a lead the week before. Okay, that Brant Snedeker won. Okay, Brant Snedeker beat Kyle Stanley in a playoff. Okay, and the following. And Stanley Levine capitulated was... in the back nine, came back the following week, and he same thing happened to Spencer. Now Levine. back in the day, though, I mean, even Jack and Arnie, they they smoking away. Oh, smoking away, shocking. Oh, yeah. it was a thing in the 60s, 70s. Everyone was it was same same as on TV and all that. There was a, it was just a thing, just smoke. Yeah, smoking your living room, I, smoking I just... at the restaurant, smoking an airplane. Can you imagine that? Yeah, yeah, just puff it up. <laughs> I remember. That's yeah, all good. But <laughs> here's the thing: it. it's not just etiquette and golf courses anywhere. If you're yeah. going to smoke, put it out. Put it in your pocket. Put it back in the fag packet. Whatever. No. But on a golf course, there's nothing worse. John Daly also Shocking. big offender. I, I, we had a practice round with him, and he's flipping them all over the place at, at the big course. And I'm like, mm. oh yeah, I was actually picking them up and throwing them away. Wow. It's embarrassing. Wow, embarrassing. You chop your fingers off after. Yeah, forget that. Next point, talkers. Right. So this is how many amateur golfers give you the. This is. I hate this. Shh. Shh. Just be. Are they doing it because they really are concentrating and they hear noise or because they've seen the pros do it? They've seen Frosty do it. Just rabbit ears. People who have rabbit ears have rabbit ears, you know? Mm -hmm. It's hard to explain. I mean, I don't think it's a... It shouldn't be a big deal, right? Especially if it it's like 25, 30 yards away. Oh. Like if you're on the green and the guy's over a three-footer and you're talking, okay, that's something different. But I f- I you're, kind of, if... you're kind of looking for a problem, basically, I think. See when baseball... Pitchers start kind of adjusting their junk when they're about. Yeah. What, what 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 age do kids start doing that? Uh, would think after sixteen or so. <laughs> <laughs> no, they do, I don't think you... before that they have much just junk to adjust. <laughs> well, it's it's these texts that you see that the pros all do it. They do the thing with the the, the shirt, yeah. the, the, and or before they hit a shot, they pull up their trouser leg, shoulder shrug. I don't know. Shoulder shrug. All it, right. Like, are people just going shh and they want silence because they only see the pros do it? Or I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's a personal thing, I would say. Because I, I, I could give a hoot if it, someone's talking or whatever. I'm, if I'm hitting a shot, I'm hitting a shot. True. Every other sport in the world, right, pretty much allows you know the fans to just yell anything they want. Yeah. But golf is, is the only one that you can't. Even, even cricket, you can scream at them. You can scream at them <laughs> in cricket? Wow. Yeah. That's saying something. Next point etiquette. Marking every putt. Why? Just another example of 
the amateur golfer watching the the pro. It's a huge detriment to the game, isn't it? It definitely slows down play. That's for sure. I mean, unless it's like you said, like a, a official competition where you have to hole out. That's that's okay. Real. That's that's, that's different. It. All right, but if it's just a casual round with with friends or a little easy little money game, yeah, just come on, just either put it out or give the darn two footer to the guy, right? Yeah. What are you looking for here? I just think a struggle, right? I think if you're trying to teach your kids, right, grandkids, whatever to play golf, I think it's very important to stress them the rules so they don't think that taking a three-footer is the norm. Right. So there's a, there's a thin line there. I personally don't have a problem with anyone holding out, but just go up and do it. Don't mark it. Don't then, you know, line it up again yeah. to hold your eight-inch eight, eight putt yeah. when it doesn't matter. I agree totally. It's because uh, they see the pros doing their procedure thing and, yeah. you know, the 30-second putting routine. It's like... It's just just tap it in. I I would know? love to talk about that one. So how how much that routine actually helps? Do you do you really believe that that whole putting routine from a thirty footer is different from a ten footer? Ten footer is different from eight inches. Yeah. Right. Do you think they should be going through the same? You see the the tour pros, they just knock it in backhanded. And oh, a, not so, all of them. Well, some of them for Young, sure. The younger ones are the worst. The ones coming okay. through. Are actually the worst. Morikawa, all right. Matt Wolf, all right. Michael Wolf, whatever yeah. his name is. Yeah, <laughs> it's Wolf. It's, w- w- all Wolfie? I know is it's Wolf with two Fs. Wolfie, Wolfie. <laughs> okay, I agree. But yeah, it, it 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 can slow down play a lot. Just just knock it in. So for us, an eti- etiquette, it's a it's a don't and a do. If you're gonna do it, if you're gonna knock it in, get it over with. Yeah. Uh, or take the gimme, unless you're in a tournament. I like it. Next one, giving yourself a putt. <laughs> right, there's no problem with that, is there? It's a gray area, you know. Five footers. Well, again, oh, it, that's good. If it's not a tournament, right? If it's match play, you know, okay, playing for money, sure. you can't do that, right? Yeah, depends how much it is, but everywhere else, pick it up. Yeah, I mean, same same gray area. But I would think anything more than three feet, you should you should hold it out, right? If it's all, well, I guess if you're struggling for pace of play, if you want to play fast. Give yourself the putt. Yeah. Maybe there's a case, though, to practice your putting. Also. We, 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 we. <laughs> I mean, that said, you know, they do not give three-footers on the PGA Tour. They don't. Last sure. I checked. So, yeah. yeah. It depends on the situation, but I would say anything outside of three feet, you should be trying to hole out. When I used to carry for Trump, he used to give everyone ten-footers. Yeah, I wonder why. He'd give himself <laughs> ten-footers and everyone else would be like, that's good. That's Off good. we go. But pace of play, yeah. the guy played in two and a half hours. Okay, fine. So it's like, hey, yeah. let's get this done before breakfast type yeah, thing. There we go. So it's not cool to give yourself a putt when you're playing a tournament, when you're playing for money, match play. But hey, every match other... Match play and your buddy gives you the putt. That's fine, right? The, the, the time to really practice putting is in the practice putting green, isn't it? Yeah. I guess, I guess that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, next one. This is an interesting one, right? Because we're dealing with it a lot right now. Horrible rake jobs. What's the etiquette? In your opinion, right, bunker raking? Well, there's been a lot of episodes with the uh, on the PGA Tour with bad rake jobs, huh? I think Stevie Williams had a couple couple call-outs on some other, that, you know, they would look later on the videotape, mm-hmm. like who, who was in that bunker. He, yeah. he The caddy effed it up, right? Yeah. And then they, they, that's more serious, right? More egregious. The PGA Tour, you need to do a good rake job. Yeah. It should be very clean. Uh, but... That said, I know the good news about COVID, the only good news about COVID 
is that we no rakes mm-hmm. and we allow people to move the ball one club length. Ace, you mentioned earlier on that if you you don't have advantage if you play first time first thing in the morning because the greens are smoother, they're freshly cut. Right. If you go out at three o'clock in the afternoon, regardless of being professional or amateur. Yeah. And we're we're kind of more focused on the amateur here. Sure. You're at a disadvantage on the greens, but you're also at a big disadvantage in the bunkers. If even if things go back to normal mm. and rakes are back in the course and you can rake, because a lot of states that people are right now are raking bunkers. Is there a case that you maintain that free drop? No, not no? not unless it's COVID rules. I mean, other than that, people should pay attention to what they're doing when they rake a bunker. But we know like caddies in particular. We know right? with pitching, and I guess this is us trying to educate people to encourage people to you know do your your house cleaning, right? You know, better hygiene, yeah, better golf etiquette, yeah. The pitch marks. We'll get onto divot shortly, but. You know, you ha- we know that people ain't going to rake bunkers because it's the same guy complaining about the pitch mark mm. or the or the the stud marks, or he puts it in a hole two holes later in a bunker and say, "Look at that rake job." And you go, "Well, hey Bob, I saw you in the seventh. Yeah, that wasn't too tidy." But yeah, for sure, caddies should take pride in raking the bunkers properly. You ever you ever seen a caddy just drag the rake behind him? That's sad. <laughs> I mean, what is your technique? I like to use the other side of the rake, like for the footprints mm-hmm. or the, the ball indentation. I like to use the other side to smooth it out, right? Turn it upside down, get it relatively flat, and then forward, backward with the, with the rake. Okay. Uh, make the main thing is make that first area really smooth. Uh-huh. But I always go push for, back and then bring it back. Uh-huh. Forward, backward, all the way through, just smooth it out. Is that like a, a pull cue motion? There you go. <laughs> Paul Newman over here. Yeah, you can push it a little forward, bring it back, graze it over. You know, my, but not too much pressure. That's not too much pressure. You don't want to. Yeah. You don't want to jam it in there and make make more <laughs> more furrows, right? For the next guy, lightly, lightly compressing the sound. Yes, my cho- chosen method is to let the player do it, and okay. then critique him. It's okay. like it's like no. the guys fixing the roads. You'd be like, "Yo, no, 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 no! A little less pressure. Come yeah, on, yeah. more of a more of a pull cue action. Come on, but smooth it out, lad." I, d- I do know. I think wool, uh, wooden rakes are better than plastic. The plastic ones are dreadful. I agree. And it's funny where we work. We have three golf courses, yeah. and each course does them differently. So there's no consistency whatsoever. Yeah, uh, it's uh, pretty w- poor. Wood rakes are way better because they're a little heavier, and you don't exactly. It helps with not having to press so hard. Yeah, I'm. I, what do you think? What do you think about the teeth, though? Because I wouldn't really want to be in a. Mo- most of the rakes in Scotland are broken, right? So you might have like <laughs> these massive yeah. gaps in there. It's, the yeah, the it's, worst is when the the outside tooth of the rake is broken, yeah. and then it just leaves a drag mark when you're yeah. doing oh, it. Oh, yeah. uh, annoying! I, I don't know. I, I feel as if we might be onto something here about taking a preferred lie in there. But I guess if you give someone six inches, they'll be taking six feet, like we see on a regular basis right now. Yeah, with the COVID rules, people are. That's a, like I said, it's the only good thing that came out of COVID so far. Our next point is it says spectator golf, and that's within the foursome. So when you get out of the fairway, disper- uh, disperse to your ball. Do not stand around and watch the other three players hit. I love it. That's that- a, most one of my biggest pet peeves are guys just sitting around watching the other guy. It usually involves the group being kind of stoned though too. <laughs> <laughs> Like, hey, bro, what's going on? Oh, I'm gonna watch you at the shot. <laughs> like, hey, guys, your you know your ball's over here. 
It's yeah. 80 yards away. We need to keep moving. We're, we're in a five and a half hour pace. I don't know. I, I like that one to me. I, it's very dangerous. Yeah. It's very, there's maybe a reason. This, I, I'm now seeing more and more like yeah. some of the shots. You are not safe anywhere. Uh, that's true. With some of the golf you know, you we're gotta, seeing. You got to have your head on a swivel at all times. But the etiquette there Eyes on the prize. Good etiquette, a do, would certainly be for anyone to get to your ball, but keep your eye on the guy yeah. playing, but just that's be fine. ready. Or if they want to do it that way, just play a scramble. Just <laughs> you can take the best shot and watch each other. <laughs> take your pick, but let's not let's let's get to our own ball, please. Right. This is a, this is a really good one. Okay, sometimes etiquette is the worst thing about golf, right? Mm. Because people are being overly, overly polite. Overly polite. Yeah. yeah. You go ahead. No, 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 no. You go. Yeah. No, I'm not ready. But you're further. Away. No, but you're closer. Oh, guys. Two gimmies, let's move on. Yeah. No, I, I, I love the guy that will just say, I'll, I'll go. Yes. All right. I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. In this case, I'm not ready yet. Whoa. Hey. Okay. Let, let the guy that's ready go, and he's usually the nicer guy anyway. The, the worst thing about <laughs> the worst thing about golf etiquette, sometimes golf etiquette. So, All right. Fair that's enough. Good. How, do you, how do you feel about this next one? Bumping the ball, Neil? Because you're kind of a purist, aren't you? <laughs> You know, you weren't happy with Frosty when he took the wrong drop. So, what about what about uh, bumping the ball? Um, as a caddy, well, I, I move the I move the ball a lot as a caddy. There's no question there. Oh, you do, do you? My own ball, you know, it depends on who's looking. But you know, no, uh, uh, bump the ball. I I ask the people always in the first hole, what's what's the rules today? If I'm giving you a little nudge in the rough, giving you a better lie, is that cool? Do you want it? You know, because some people will nail you on it, and some people will say. Oh, please do. I always say, well, it is included in the caddy base fee. <laughs> yes, sir. Neil, I haven't had a good, bad lie all day. What's going on here? I'm in the trees. I'm in the rough. I'm, you know, it's like, well, it's, you know, we're, we're, we're covered here, buddy. Yeah. Don't I, ask, don't ask, don't tell. Remember I told you about David and, and Andrew a couple of weeks ago. It was a couple of guys, father, son, the son worked at a car rental place in Denver. Yeah, sure. The, they the, were laughing. The methamphetamine guys. That's the one. He, not that David's on meth. One of his clients had meth in the car, but that's a different story. Uh, he didn't keep any. Yeah, of listen, it. Come on, Neil. <laughs> any of the confiscated stuff, Neil. We he don't want to get it. sued here. Okay, sorry for libel. All yeah. right, sorry. But the thing with that was, I'm out front, and they're up front as well. Several occasions, and I'm kicking the ball because my players are in a, a golf cart. Sure, and they're just laughing. They think it's so funny that yeah. I'm kicking the ball twenty yards and. I realize that it's just not, it's, that's what we do. Well, it, like I said, I always ask people in the first hole, what are the ground rules today? You guys having a big match? And then here's the funny one. <laughs> I had a guy the other day. I said, so what's the deal here today, guys? We're having a match. What, what are the, what's the ground rules, you know? Are we moving it? And he goes, oh, no, not our group. <laughs> so, so he's in the right rough. I'm walking away to the next guy. I kind of give a glance over to the right. There he goes. He's nudging it. <laughs> Like not in our group. I think. Oh, this is real golf. He said. Yeah, I'm like, oh, sure. bro, you just bumped it. Well, I turned my back. Yeah, that's it. I think you just got to be discreet. I think I go back for the juniors. Any young people coming through, uh, got to play it down. Juniors, learn the. Got to always le learn it properly as you get older. Bounce match, yes, for sure. Juniors, put it out and don't move the ball. Do you see any point in playing it out of a divot though? Um, I. Not a big deal playing out if, of a divot, if, right? I think if all of this, all of this I, etiquette here. If you're going to play tournament golf, yeah, you probably have to do all of them. 
Yeah. If you're not, yeah, and you just don't. Yeah, you paid a big green fee to play a beautiful course. Balls in a divot. You hit a great shot. I agree. Nine times out of ten, I'm saying, do you want me to take it out of there? You, even though, just, if or you I'll just paid do it before he gets there. Forty, fifty bucks for a very yeah. average muni. That's true. You know, just you know. But what they should probably do is agree on the first tee, like you're saying. Right. This, just, is, this is how we do it today. Ball in a divot. Let's take it out. Right. This Absolutely. is no fun. It just that doesn't work. Makes yeah. sense. But don't go around bragging that you shot seventy six. Right. You know, if you're kicking it, and kicking it, bumping it, and <laughs> ten foot gimme, throwing it, throwing it out of bunkers. Uh, next Run, one, moving it around, um, yeah. carrying less than fourteen clubs. Well, we talked about this before. Most people use eight or ten clubs, right? I don't I'm, know if I'm, this is so I'm much. I'm fine with that. What's I mean? Yes, depends on ability, I guess. Mm -hmm. But a twenty handicap probably doesn't need more than eight clubs. Right? I don't think any of us hit fourteen clubs. Yeah, it's rare. So yeah. Tour pros, okay, fine. 14 well, clubs, but 10, 20 handicaps. You probably get around with 10. 10 clubs. 10 nice. clubs, right? Seven. I'm going to go seven. Yeah. And if you're going to have a caddy, five. Okay. Because the caddy will help you shot make. Yeah. You see? <laughs> that wouldn't be funny if the guy says, no, no, how far is it? 170. He says, yeah. oh, that's my five iron. Uh, no, he's 180. And he says, well, I hit my five iron 170. Mm. And you go, you here, and you just kick it 10 yards. You go, there you go, and then you get 170. <laughs> Same as when they take a drop, they hit in a hazard. Like, what did you bring out? Oh, uh, eight iron, okay. <laughs> We're moving up a little. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Um, replacing divots. Now, this is a very interesting one on, on golf etiquette, right? Mm. No excuse not to or leave it for the evening guy. If Oh, someone will be here with sand and seed tonight. What, what do you think? No excuse not to. No excuse not no to. No excuse not to. Why? Uh, just just laziness on everyone's part. Mm -hmm. Just get the damn divot and put it back in. So many caddies will say, oh, they don't want us to do that. I'm like, well, it's uh, if it's dry uh, and it's a little and it shatters, okay, yeah. that's different. It's a big old six-inch divot and it's wet enough, but it, uh -huh. put the damn a divot back. A beaver pelt. A beaver pelt. Uh -huh. 80s style. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Put the damn thing back. It takes an extra 15 seconds. And most of the guys will appreciate it. Like, oh, look, he's getting the divot. Okay. And most of the lazy caddies will say, oh, they don't want us to do that. They want to sound and seat. Eh, yes, the superintendent. He'll say, if it's a big one, put it back, please. Here's one for you, right? Sometimes, say, in a par five and you're around that area where there's most divots. Yeah. If you want to save time and you want to replace a divot, replace it forward. So okay. So keep moving and you can actually yeah. fill in a different... That's, that's a good point that, so that, that's one thing I, yeah. I had an argument with uh, producer Mike yeah. if you do have a caddy mm. whose responsibility the caddy or the player could be a teamwork yeah I mean it's, it's tough sometimes when you're, when you're carrying because you need to get moving and so you get that divot and bring it back you're behind now so it could be the caddy go, starts walking throws the divot back to the player and he puts it in wow. or vice versa he, he said in his time caddying, he's only ever replaced about five or six divots. Can mm. you think about that? That's thousands of rounds. Mm. That's why you get so many complaints, I guess. <laughs> but um, that's quite, kind of funny. I don't know. It's just, it's, uh, it, yeah, maybe personal, personal issue there. I've, I just, I've always been under the impression that, <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm the caddy. I'll replace that divot. Yeah. And sometimes, listen, if a guy says, I got it, you go, I'm not going to argue. But Right. No, that's fine. But like, hey, I'll get it or throw it back to him. Yeah. Right, so, you're, you're still moving forward. You're still keeping up. And yeah. 
Just toss it back to him. So as etiquette it is an absolute 100% do, someone has to replace that divot. Yes. It's up there with ball marks and raking bunkers. Yes. Your most important. Yes. Okay. This is kind of a tenuous one here. Shot commentary from a player or a caddy. Okay. Mm. So not every shot needs a comment. Okay. Jordan Spieth. The wee guy. Mm. Top hat. Terrell Hatton. Terrell Hatton top hat. Yeah. Oh, they're always talking about everything. Is it, and it's yeah. Not, is that why do you think that is that people talk to the ball? Because it's the most ridiculous thing to do if you think about it. Think yeah. about it. Have you ever seen a ball actually do what someone says? Well, every once in a while you get lucky. I know, but it's Cat, caddy whispering. You know, you get lucky. But you kind of know where the bounces come from. You say, "Oh, it's gonna, don't, you're gonna get a good kick right here," and then it happens. Like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, all right, yeah." We're you're, you're probably more of a commentary guy because I'm a talker. But when it comes to hitting the golf shots, I, I, there's no need for me to tell them pitching a putt or, yeah. "Oh, you left that one short." Oh, you just had to hit it harder. Yeah. The guy knows that. Yeah, that's true. But there's, there's no, there's, no, we need a little bit yet less jibber jabber. Yeah, a little when, less jibber jabber. And if people paid a bit more concentration to their own game, yeah, uh, leave, leave the other guy alone. There's no need, they don't need to tell him that he shanked it. Yeah. Final point on this: do's or don'ts. Giant ball markers, right? What do okay. you think of giant ball markers? Well, manhole covers. Well, you know what? We actually give them out. So, clarify <laughs> 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 donkey poker chips. So yeah, they're great. Uh huh. Um. Maybe you need to have oh, a big, you know, a backup, a little smaller marker in case it really is in the guy's line. Yeah. Because it does happen. You're like, guy asks you, where's the putt? And you say, it's actually right over his ball mark, which is, a, which is useful. But if you have a small little old, old school one where it's flat, right, it can help. But you can't put a poker chip down in that case. I wish that they did the flat ones in metal because I hate... I hate plastic. I have plastic tees. I hate. Yeah. Plastic ball markers. I've always hated those little flatties. Okay. I would never have a flat one. What I'd say is I just move it. Yeah. If you it's in your it. way, I'll move it. But I love poker chips. The bigger, the better, in my opinion. Okay. Because here's here's one. People are going to be more aware of it. Yeah. So that our first point about standing in someone's line, you're less likely to stand in someone's line if you can actually see it. Yeah. Uh, number two. It's easy for you to then see it. Yeah. And number three, it's great to use as a line for other people. You can say, oh, yeah, just, just a little inside of the giant poker that's chip. That's it, just inside <laughs> of uh, Jimmy's marker. <laughs> the the, the manhole cover. The one thing I would encourage people to do, and this is, this could, I don't know if it really falls into etiquette, is don't use coins. Like, why are you using coins? You're using a little penny or a, I don't know, the five cent one or whatever, a quarter. Yeah. You can't see it in the grass. It's it's impossible. So that leads to all sorts of bits and pieces. You can get yourself out of a few situations if you just probably contact us with some per for some personalized glorified donkey podcast. Uh, yeah, poker chips. Poker chips. Yeah. Why not? I like it. It's so, your name on it. Your number on it. You can hand it to your playing partners, business partners. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Good so, idea, Gordon. Beautiful. Great Thank idea. You. <laughs> uh, that brings us to an end of the the meat and gravy of the podcast. I'm not a pro, but I act like one. The do's and don'ts of golf etiquette. Please if, do, please don't. Please do, please don't. If you have any comments, please email us podcast at glorifieddonkey.com. Any of your own experiences to sort of expand on what we've talked about, feel free. Now we're going to move on to the last part of the show, notable mentions, mailbag questions, and a little bit of podcast geography jeopardy. Four! As always, we will give out some of our notable mentions. Neely, what you got? 
Uh, I want to give one to one of our favorite guys. Uh-huh. El Nino! Sergio wins a tournament. Yeah. I thought his nickname was Serge, no? No. I'm still convinced it's Serge. El Nino! Viva, viva! El Nino. Yeah, he won a damn tournament. And you know what was happening? Uh Uh-huh. He's such a bad putter, right? His whole career, right? He's not been good. He crushed everything. Greens, regulations, tee to... Everything last week. He closed his eyes while he was putting. (laughs) That's what happened. He got over it, and he closed his eyes. Wow. He putted pretty good, but he hit the ball so good, he could not lose. Yeah. All right? So, shout out to closed closed eyes, Sergio. Well done, Sergio. (laughs) Don't just don't fall asleep while you're putting, buddy. All right. Anything Uh, else? I'll give another shout out. The rumor has it, well, we, Rory, got Uh a little angry about uh, DeChambeau. Okay. Busting it past him, being the new guy. Rory's going to pump it up, too. He's going to do the shakes. shakes. He's going to get pumped up. He's going to go for the big swing velocity Uh and start pumping at 400, too. He doesn't care anymore because he doesn't win anyway. True. True. All right. Let's bring it. I say bring it. Let's let's see Beefcake Rory. That's going to be exciting. That'll be interesting. interesting. He could hit it 400 easy. Uh, I want to give a shout out to, to Big Jack, who we know. He's, uh, he tells me he's back in the fitness trail. Okay. So, come Good. on, Jack. You know, we're here. We're all rooting for you. Yeah, absolutely, Jack. Try, try and get under 350, a big man. Uh, also, a shout-out to Grant and all the team at the Sylvester Winery up in Napa. Yeah, that's so, uh, that was we were supposed to be up there today. They've had some more fires. We were supposed to be there doing it, but they had a fire up there, and they've lost some of the vines. So, Grant, hope you're listening. Hope you guys are, are well and safe. Well, they didn't um, lose their... I mean, that's that was tough up there. He man. told me that they may not have a 2020 Cabernet, so you know, <laughs> he did say it with a smile on his face and a bit yeah, of a laugh. But you know, tough. that's that is, tough. That they've been getting hit so hard up in that area for they three do. or four years straight. There's been an intense fire every year. But you know what? As long as as long as they're safe, there's always Budweiser for everyone. So there's plenty of that to go around. Um, for anyone that is interested in the, the Sylvestrian, here's a little loop. I want to give a shout out to glorifieddonkey.com because finally, after all this threatening I've been mentioning in the podcast, I've probably mentioned it six or seven times, the new website is now live, like I mentioned earlier Yay. on. Woo! Gordon, so, Gordon, over Gordon. the moon, much easier to use. It's packed with all of our video content. Okay. All of the podcasts. All right. And a couple of blogs we get. Uh, Billy Owens, who's got the beer brewing blog, mm-hmm. and the Blade blog. Love it. So it's very easy for people to go onto the website and subscribe. So you will then get newsletters from us where you won't miss any content. And we have links to all of our partners, all of our, our, our sponsors on there, including Sylvestrian. If you go to the website, sometimes we'll be saying, yeah, type in, go to this website, check out GD20. And someone's driving, they're flying, they don't have access to the computer. This way, all of that information is on the website. All the discount codes that, that we have for our listeners and users are on there. So, I like it. Good idea. Yeah, the, the online store as well. There's those new Velcro patch hats. So there's going to be, I think what I'll do is I'll actually just say podcast 20 and we'll give a 20% discount off of all of the new Velcro patch hats. They're pretty sharp. So, yeah. i got to say, they're pretty sharp. Nice choices. Yeah, podcast 20. So that's that. Notable mentions out of the way, we move on to mailbag questions. And we have a, a four of these, some some absolute belters. Okay, so this first one. What is your best advice to an amateur golfer when playing a shot from an old divot? Interesting etiquette, huh? And that's from Jesse M. 
Chickaloon Bay, Alaska. Okay, Chickaloon Bay. Hey, JC. Uh, first of all, just kick it out of the divot. <laughs> we just talked about this. Yeah. But if you're in a tournament, don't panic, right? Don't it's panic. Just, it's not a big deal. The, you think about playing the ball a little more back in your stance, a little steeper swing. Take a bigger divot. Hit the ball first and just clean it out, right? Clean it out. Yeah. Don't, mm-hmm. don't, don't panic, though. Don't try to pick it. Just you got to get a little aggressive. You got to you got to get after and hit it. Little yeah. punch shot, hard punch. I shot. was going to say take extra club close to the face and try and punch it. Yeah, that's it. There's, there's no other way. You can't play a normal shot because the ball is just going to go straight yeah. in. So, take, like take, you say, sometimes it's worth digging a bigger hole and you're already in. There you go. You know, <laughs> might get you out of it. <laughs> uh, next question: In today's era, how many major titles would qualify as a great career accomplishment? That's from Dustin J. Columbia, South Carolina. Oh, oh, the professor. How many major titles? Oh, well. Now, remember, look at, look at this. A great career accomplishment. That's the, the secret there. Uh, I would say any major win is a great win. Any PGA Tour win is a great win. Uh, I'm saying kudos to anyone that wins a major tournament. Okay, I'll yeah. have to what disagree. I think for to qualify as a great... Career accomplishment, it would be four or more, would okay. be my because Todd Hamilton it says career. Okay. Oh, I got you. All right. Like that would be a career highlight if you win one. Yeah. But accomplishment is. All right, that's a little different. You that's know the wording. All right, I so, got you. All I gotta right. go four, four or more. Yeah. I, yes. Well. Yes. Rory stuck at four, right? He stuck. That's a great. Let's career. say five then. <laughs> let's, let's make Rory hungry. How many does DJ have? He's got one. One, right? Yeah. Oh, it's incredible, so, isn't it? So DJ doesn't like that answer yeah. by you, Gordon. He likes my answer better. Any win is a great win. Next question. Is there a name for that move a golfer makes after he hits a bad tee shot and in one motion seems to pull out another ball from his pocket, tee it up, and hit another drive? That's from the Mulligan Man playing City, Ohio. The Mulligan Man, like the Michelin so Man, if, huh? if, So just so people can visualize that, he's on a tee, hits a ball, going right it's going yeah. left yeah. and with one smooth motion like John Travolta on a dance yeah. floor right yeah. just pulls the, a ball out of his pocket tees it up and swings again yeah I think that's I think that's called the David Copperfield ah uh, abracadabra now you see it now you don't it's an illusion you're out there forecasting you're like now, did uh, which, which one did he hit two or is there five balls out yeah. here or six or? <laughs> isn't that funny? Is a lot of people do that? Isn't uh, they're pretty good yeah, at they're it too. Pretty good at losing I mean, it's balls. It's always the guy on the first tee that asks you, "Do we get two here?" <laughs> well, dude, you just hit it right down the middle. Yeah, what you, yeah. you gonna hit another one? So that's called the Copperfield. I love that's that. The Copperfield. Oh, I love that. Uh, yeah. Last question. Obviously, a pre-shot routine is very important. Can you suggest a good pre-shot routine when putting? Dan P. Milford, Connecticut. All right, Dan P. I would say. A uh, good pre-shot routine is one that doesn't take up one minute uh-huh. to do. To get something that you're comfortable with. It's different for everybody, right? Get comfortable, get relaxed, and get your alignment correct. Whatever that entails, do it. But, you know, make it not too, you know, this this whole thing. I've, I've seen some players, good players, like they always, they were told that there might be like a, like a microscopic piece of sand or fertilizer or something on their back. So they always have to sheath. The putter oh, before they putt. Sheath it. Sheath the Jeez. putter right before they putt. I'm just saying, that's, thanks, Jason Day. You've got all these young kids sheathing their putter. Yeah. Not for me. I actually was uh, on, on the text with Serge this past week, and he said his best pre-shot routine was just close his eyes. Yeah, nice. Uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> say a hell Mary. For for me, <laughs> I'll tell you this. This is it. It's very simple. Line up the ball from five yards back. Yeah. Don't don't use the lines in the ball. Just plump the ball down. Mm. Visualize it from behind. Keep your eye on your target. Walk into the putt. Yeah. Have one practice putt. Yeah. Boom. All right. I Boom like biscuit. Yeah. That's all you need. Yeah. And if you miss the putt, it's either a gimme. Or you keep going until it's finished. That's I like, it. I like that. Same as a, a pre-shot routine. Always, you start from behind it, get your visual, come into it 90 degree angle always. Don't come into it crooked. So you're nice and square, right? And if you're if you're a big boy, suck it in. <laughs> okay, so here we go. As everyone knows or not, if, if you don't know, you can always go back and listen to previous episodes, right? I'm always harping on about that. I'm not going to stop. Episode 52 was Big Tony. Big Tony is the quiz master. Yes. Highly intelligent caddy. Yes. And most I said caddy, I didn't say person, just said caddy. He's very, very intelligent very for caddies. caddies. very smart. Exactly. <laughs> so, he wants to challenge you and I on Caddy Jeopardy. Oh, wonderful. So that's going to entail him coming on for three shows over the next, I don't know, three, four months, maybe once a month, once every six weeks. Okay. I feel as if, me personally, I have to brush up on certain aspects of my game. And, you know, there's always room for improvement. So... As you know, I love stats, and I'm always looking at how many people are listening to the podcast, where they listen to us, because we're in Alaska, we're huge. So a big shout out to everyone in, in Anchorage, especially. I'm sure that's where all the, the listens are generated from, but that could be all over the place. Sure. However, I started going down the list. People listening in their igloos up there. There's, <laughs> there's about 5,000 locations that people listen to this podcast, right? Wow, that's a lot. It, it's incredible. That's so, pretty good. What I did was I wanted to pick out some each week, okay. maybe a couple of times a month, All right. and see if you know anything interesting about that place. Throw it at me. Okay. I, you know, let's, let's go 5,000 places. Wow, this is getting fun. First one, Dublin, Ohio. Dublin, Ohio. What well, can you tell me about that that's place? Jack's, that's where uh, Jack's place is, right? Muirfield Village. Yes. Lovely place. I see. Shout every, out to the people in Dublin. Every day is a learning day, okay? I like it's it. A, every day is a school day. Uh Hoboken, New Jersey. Hoboken, New Jersey. I could ask uh, Brian Groves about that. Uh-huh. Uh, or, or Donnie Petruno, huh? Okay. Hoboken, I got nothing. What do you got? It's the birthplace of Frank Sinatra. Oh, oh. nice one. <laughs> oh, good okay. one. Wow. I always knew he had a little jersey in him. One, one day a little closer at home for you. Yeah. Bell, California. What can you tell me about Bell, California? Bell, California? Where's that? How do you spell it? B-E-L? Really? <laughs> I, I have no idea where Bell, California okay, is. Okay, for all the listeners out there, some of you'll know, two pieces of information I have on this one. Yeah. In 2010, it was well known for a corruption scandal. Okay. Where some local officials were feathering their nests, one might say. Okay. And it's also home of the Bell End. So, that one's unofficial. <laughs> Any fact checkers out there, don't waste your time. That's just a bit of schoolboy chat. All right. Uh, how about Horseshoe Bay, Texas? Horseshoe Bay, Texas. It must be like near uh, Houston or something, Galveston, somewhere it's in there. Close to Austin. Close to Austin. Okay. Yes. Horseshoe Bay, Texas, as well as having a very nice resort coast, mm-hmm. uh, course. Yeah. It's famous for drag boat racing and other water sports. Okay. Can you believe All that? Right. That's a good one. Excellent. That's a nice tidbit. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm going to give you Boca Raton, Florida. Oh, yes. Anything? Beautiful place. I think, anything there? I think it's Trumpy Zone, right? Trumpy Zone. 34 golf courses in Boca Raton, and yep. there's another 66 within 20 miles. Nice. Yeah, so, good clients down there. Scott Eckert. Hi, Scott Eckert. 100 golf courses within 20 miles of that. 
That's crazy. That's outstanding. That's that's unbelievable golf. Alright. Now here's one for you. A place called Boyle Connet. Do you even know where that is? Boyle Connet must be somewhere in Scotland. It is or actually Ireland. in Ireland. It's yeah, Ireland. Ireland, Ireland. <laughs> right. Uh, it's old Boyle Connet. Boyle. Boyle. It's right in the middle of the country. You know? So it's 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 right literally in the in the middle po- of nowhere. Population twelve. Well Boyle has a golf course. Including right? the cows. The sheep. It's a nine holer. Okay. And I went to their website and I found this. They want to congratulate Edna Smith, who won the PGA Tankard competition on Sunday the twelfth of July. She 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 beat Jim Stuffin only on a count back. Would you believe that? So Edna, well done to you. Locke and Egan took the gross prize <laughs> and Tahid Lau third. So there you go. If you ever get to uh, boil and con it, make sure the go- check any, out the golf course. Did any sheep finish in the top ten? Well, <laughs> they're all caddying. They're all the sheep caddying. Yeah, there you go. So that, that brings us to an end. So if, again, podcast at glorifieddonkey.com or Instagram, Twitter, etc. Get across to the new website. Get in contact with us. Send us some nonsense, questions, feedback, whatever you want. Next episode, we're going to be tying up a lot of loose ends, Neely. Well, I got a lot of loose ends in my life. Yeah, that could, that could be a long episode. It could be. It's, it's gonna it's gonna be between forty five minutes and an hour, like always. But we we we've done a bunch of episodes where you know we talked about our top ten courses. Uh, we talked about the Donkey Awards. Okay. If you haven't voted in the Donkey Awards, get across again to the website. You'll find it. The Donkey Awards. That's you know something that producer Mike uh, came up with. Yeah. The Hall of Fame or Hall of Shame. We might have some new people going into the the Caddy Hall of Fame. So we're going to be tying up all those loose ends in the I next like episode, as well as the the usual nonsense. We'll have um, more about the YouTube channel and what we'll be doing for the Masters. Love it. But really, until then, enjoy your golf. But more importantly, keep it humble. Peace out. Hey, man, can you help me with my golf swing? Oh, yeah. I got this little problem. I got the hooking the ball, hooking oh. the ball. Maybe you can help me with my problem on a Saturday night. My daddy night. always told me that I seem so strange. Now I'm working at the driving range. Looking for love, doing my scene. Trying to get the women to show me their swing. Oh, life is strange. Dreaming of the tour and working on the range. Oh, life is I'm a pro, we're gonna let you play. We're making you a member of the PGA. Couldn't pay the rent, I didn't make the cut. I never understand how I missed that putt. Oh, life is strange, dreaming of a two.